what the freaking heck is up guys okay you guys are amazing thank you so much for letting me take a break last week and then uploading this episode late this week so last week i just needed a break you know sometimes talking about people getting murdered all the time it really gets to you and i'm sure you hear that with all the other true crime people that you watch too so you get it it's it's hard to talk about murder all the time okay let's be real um and then so i was gonna record yesterday today's friday um clearly you guys didn't get an episode this morning um yeah i was gonna record yesterday and i um was very close to death i'm not gonna lie no i'm just kidding uh i think i had a migraine i don't know it was weird i hold on i need to lower my chair i uh i don't know i got like a really bad headache and i got really sick um and i couldn't even open my eyes so i definitely couldn't have uh recorded an, recorded an episode but i'm here and we're great and i'm so glad to be back i missed you guys i miss talking and rambling and nobody listening but also you guys that didn't make sense um the giveaway turned out great um i was really glad that people actually uh paid attention to it uh we got a winner and it got jenna's account some attention which i'm so glad because her products are amazing like insane go go check her out um if you haven't um i'm trying to think of all the other things oh my gosh merch designs they're finished they're ready uh, i just have to launch the website so get ready save your money um okay if you just heard matthew yell <laughs> he's playing 2k and i told him he could continue i told him he didn't have to be quiet you're gonna hear him yell at the game i don't know um but yes, the merch designs are done. I think the most expensive thing that I have on there is like $15 right now. Um, I'm going to add a hoodie design though soon. But I will let you guys know when that launches. Um, what else? Today I'm crocheting the uh, checkered cardigan. It is my mission to get that thing finished this weekend. It's only been in the process since January. Like, come on. Um, I haven't been able to crochet for the past two days because on Wednesday I was just way too busy with work and then Thursday I died. Um, so I'm excited to crochet right now. I've missed it. It is my, like, peace after a long day at work. Um, I think that's about it. Grab, grab your snacks, grab your tea, coffee, um, alcoholic beverage, um, and if you're a sober friend, grab some water or tea or coffee um and if you're a crocheter or a knitter or a crafter grab your project and let's get into this we're gonna crack a quirk i don't know if anybody else knows what those are they're from the boulevard um brewing company i don't really know what it's called it's in kansas city um but these quirks are amazing they're like spiked sparkling drinks i don't know oh my god matthew's laugh is so loud um but this is a strawberry, lemon, and basil one. Okay, ready? Ready? Oh, God, I can't get it. Oh, my gosh. I'm so weak. I hope that sounded cool. Okay, hold on. Oh, my God, I needed that. Okay. Today, we're going to talk about Lauren Gettings. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a doozy. It's all, it also might be a little short. Um, But you know what? Sometimes things are short and sometimes we have to deal with it. God. 
Okay, let me have a second, gulp some of that cork, get in the mood to talk about murder again, and I will be back. You know the drill. Did I already say what the heck is up, guys? I did. Oh god, I hope I did. Okay, so, this case is about Lauren Gettings. Um, in this case, okay, so, in a lot of cases, um, the murderer or a kidnapper will, like, put themselves into the search party of like for the murderer or for the missing person um this is definitely one of those cases like they do it I think in a way to like make themselves not look guilty how many times did I just say like they'll do it to make themselves not look guilty and in the end it just they're over inserting themselves and it just looks real fishy but that's what happens in this case so (coughs) excuse me yep I'm leaving that in in June of 2011, Lauren Giddings, who was 27 at the time, was attending Mercer University Law School in Macon, 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 Georgia. I think I've had to say that name before in one of my, I think it was my Samuel Little one, and I could not say it. Um, but at Mercer University Law School, wherever that is in Georgia... Um, the only thing standing between her and her dream job was the state bar exam. That's like the, the board exam for lawyers, if you didn't know. Um, Lauren should have been in the library studying with all of her friends, but no one had seen from, or seen or heard from her in days. So, at first, everybody thought that she was just tucked away in her room studying for the exam, but after no one could get in contact with her, friends grew a little worried. Um, Lauren was so close to being finished with college, preparing to take the bar exam while living in her own own apartment right across from the college. I would not want to do that. I want to be far away from the college as possible. As far away from the college as possible. Um, you'll notice that I forgot how to speak also (laughs) in the week that I was gone. Um, and even though Lauren was extremely intelligent, she was completely unaware of the person watching her every move. Ooh, spooky. Um, her sister said that she never mentioned being afraid or feeling like... What? I said feeling like strange. She never mentioned being afraid or feeling strange. But she had been on a trip the year before, and when she came home, she felt as if some of her items had been moved around. As if someone was in her apartment while she was gone. Remember that. Okay? Remember it. She soon forgot about this little incident, and when she became engulfed in her law student life, after knowing what happens to her, um, I don't doubt that someone was in her house. And another student at Mercer University Law School was named Stephen McDaniel, um, and he said he knew Lauren very well because he lived across the street from the university in the same complex, and he ended up taking an interest in her asking her on a date, but she politely declined because at the time she was dating someone else. Um, so after a weekend of no one being able to get a hold of Lauren, friends and family were becoming a little bit more concerned. Um, her family didn't seem too alarmed at first since they knew that she would be studying 24-7 for the bar, but her friends were the ones that came to the apartment after contacting police to look for her. Um, and when the friends saw no obvious signs of a break-in, they went home, and they just hoped that they'd hear from her soon. But, for four days, friends from the university, including Stephen McDaniel, searched for their missing roommate. And I did not mean to say roommate, their missing classmate. They did not all live with her. Their missing classmate. 
and in desperation, Lauren's sister, I think her name was Caitlin, I can't remember, but Lauren's sister asked friends to find the key hidden under her doormat and go into the apartment to make sure she was okay. Side note, never, please don't ever put your key under your doormat. That is the first place people will look. Get creative if you have to. Cut a hole in the carpet in your complex hallway. I don't know. Don't put it under your doormat. So although Lauren was not in the apartment, they did find um, some pretty spooky things in there. Her purse and keys, um, her wallet and her school ID, they were all still in the apartment along with her car being parked out front. So that meant that she had not left on her own, basically. Um, But at this point, her family was becoming increasingly alarmed. And this is when the police were called. And this case was about to take a wild turn. Um, thank you for sticking with me in this. I just feel like I'm all over the place. I'm so sorry. And I bet me apologizing is really frustrating too. Um, just ignore my entire existence. Thank you. Excuse me, I burped again. I'm leaving it in again. I don't know what you expect from me. Um, this is when the police were called. Yes. And this case was about to take a wild turn. I just said that. Um... Police Sergeant Scott Chapman began collecting the names of individuals in the complex and those associated with Lauren due to the fact that there were no obvious witnesses. Um, As investigators moved outside the complex to collect evidence, the missing persons case turned into a murder case. Because outside of the complex, in one of the dumpsters, a trash bag was removed. Inside this trash bag was the torso of a woman, missing the limbs and the head. Oddly enough, though, the trash was supposed to have been taken that morning, but the truck was running later than usual, leaving the remains of what would have later been identified as Lauren's. So now that they have a body that is identified as hers, it is a murder case, not a missing person case. Um, and obviously it's a murder case because you can't dismember your own body. I mean, I, I bet you could, but let's be real here. Um... As investigators were making the gruesome discovery, Crime Watch Daily in Georgia was interviewing people in the parking lot, asking if they knew Lauren and to speak a little bit about her. So there's a video, um, and it's the entire reason I decided to do this case this week, because of this video. Um, Crime Watch Daily interviewed Stephen McDaniel, the friend from earlier, who was also a law student. Um, and on this interview, as he's talking... He learns of the discovery of the torso found in the trash cans outside of their complex. And his reaction to this news immediately immediately brought attention to investigators who found it a little bit suspicious. Um, after hearing the news, Stephen told reporters that he wished he'd lent Lauren one of his guns to protect herself. Um, but I'm, I'm not kidding. Go watch that video. Like, literally pause this podcast and go watch that video. Unless you're driving. Don't. Please don't. Um, but basically he's, he's just chilling and the lady's like, um, what do you think about the body that they found? And he's like, body? And then he sits there and he's like staggering, like he's about to pass out. And she's like trying, the interviewer, um, is trying to like break the silence. And she's like, well, we, we don't know if it's, if it's Lauren's body. And she's like, are you okay, sir? And he's like, I think I need to sit down. And they film him and he like walks over to the curb and like sits down all weak, like faint. I mean, you can tell that he looks like he's about to pass out. Um, And I know 
if I heard that, like, a body had been found while I'm looking for my missing friend, I would react the same way, but they weren't that close, but people didn't really know that, I don't know, watch the video for yourself, you have your own brain, you can form your own opinions, you know what I mean. So, within just a few hours after the interview aired, investigators started looking closer at Stephen. Um, he was a 25-year-old law graduate who was described to be quirky and super intelligent, um, and investigators learned that people thought he was a bit strange and creepy because he had an obsession with zombies. Uh, but to be fair, I think we all went through the Walking Dead stage, you know? But he also often asked others what their perfect murder would be, so yeah, he's a little strange. I definitely don't walk around asking people what their perfect murder is. Um, so after bringing Stephen in for a routine questioning just because he was associated with Lauren, um, all the other friends had to go through it too. Uh, hard evidence started rolling in. So in his possession, Stephen had a master key and a an, an exact key to Lauren's apartment. He also had a flash drive that belonged to her, which contained hundreds of personal photos of Lauren. Um, his computer history showed multiple searches for Lauren's Facebook and LinkedIn pages, including specific links to pictures of her that corresponded with the times that he was looking up violent pornography. I think you can gather, you can use context clues to figure out what he was doing. Um, there were also multiple pairs of her underwear found in his apartment, and that's, that's just not what friends do. Um, with all of this evidence, there was also a video camera found, which shows Lauren's living room and bedroom from the outside of her windows. Um, Stephen was able to record this by taping a camera to a long stick. And witnesses claimed to have seen him walking away from her apartment. Yes, walking away from her apartment with a large stick the night of her murder. So basically, he like duct taped his camera onto a stick and then held it up to her windows, so that he could videotape her. I don't know what do creeps do. That I live on the bottom floor. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that. Eh, I don't know. I live on the bottom floor. Um. Don't come murder me. I have a gun. I'll shoot you. Just kidding. Maybe. Um, and I'm always scared that people are looking at my blinds because after I shower, I just walk right into my room. <laughs> I'm going to get murdered. Um, when I do get murdered, though, make sure that you play this clip at my funeral and laugh about it. Also, I want to be cremated. Thank you. Um, on the day that her remains were found and identified to be hers, Stephen was arrested on unrelated previous burglary charges, which he willingly admitted to. So they were basically, like, searching for other reasons to arrest him. Um, so this ultimately, what? This ultimately gave police the ability to hold him and question him more thoroughly, which then led to the charge of murder. Um, so after years and years, he kept his innocence, even when multiple pieces of evidence kept showing up and proving him guilty. Um, but he finally accepted a deal and pled guilty to her murder, which led him to confessing everything in court, saying it all started when he entered Lauren's apartment at 4.30 in the morning, wearing a mask and gloves. I also read somewhere that he was wearing her underwear as a mask and cut holes in it, but I could only find that on one, one like website, and this case is terribly um written about like the details are terrible um as in a lot of mis information i don't know people have got it twisted that's all i gotta say so on june 26 of 2011 stephen entered lauren's apartment using the master key he had gotten a hold of and when a floorboard creaked as he was walking in she woke up 
Um, Stephen said that Lauren saw him and said, get the blank out. I think you can gather. Which is when he jumped onto the bed and grabbed her throat. And after a struggle, they ended up on the floor where he choked her until she passed away. Um, he then placed her in the bathtub and returned to his apartment where he remained for the rest of the day. And then he came back to her apartment around midnight the next day and, trigger warning, he dismembered her using a hacksaw. Um, he then disposed of her remains, except for the torso, by placing them, them as in her arms, legs, and head, in black trash bags and then put them in dumpsters around the school campus. Um, and then on Tuesday, June 28th, he disposed of the torso by placing it in a black trash bag and put it in the trash can outside of their own apartment complex. Um, you know, he was smart enough to get a law degree. I don't know why he wasn't smart enough to dispose of the body a different way. Thankfully, he wasn't. Um, but this also means that while he was out with her friends searching for her, her torso and body parts were in his possession. Um, the police were able to link the hacksaw to him because the packaging was found in his home and the hacksaw itself was found with his DNA on it, um, just like laying around the apartment complex. Like, he kind of tried to hide it or dispose of it, but, you know. Um, so in February of 2018, Stephen ended up filing a petition asking for a new trial and in a 73-page document filed in Richmond County Superior Court, Stephen represented himself in front of the judge and argued that his rights were violated through the investigation and pretrial process. Um, he said that investigators on the scene documented that he was verbally unresponsive and dazing off and did not allow him to be clearly looked at by medical staff before asking him for consent to search his apartment, where investigators gathered the evidence they used against him in his trial. So because he was um, ill at the time, that means that he wasn't able to give them proper consent to look into his apartment where they ultimately found out that he was the one that murdered her. Um, so the judge rejected it, obviously. <laughs> and that's about it. He's up for parole in 2041, um, but it's really unlikely that he'll ever be released from prison alive. Um, also, the deal that he took, um, it was that he would plead guilty for the murder and the charges for the burglaries would be dropped along with 30 counts of sexual exploitation of children. Yeah. And they just, all the articles I read, just skip over that. Um, so now he rots in prison where he belongs and he hopefully will never see the light of day as a normal civilian again. Um, and that is the Lauren Gettings and Stephen McDaniel's case. I don't like to say it's his case too, but it's her case. Um, and basically that weird creepy guy in your apartment complex, look out for him. Just, just look out for him. Um... Once again, thank you guys for being patient as I took last week off and then tried to pass away yesterday. Um, I'll try not to do that again. <laughs> um, and hopefully I can get that checkered card again done this weekend and post it. And then the cool 
granny square cardigan will be done soon. I just need to get more white yarn. Um, I have some velvet yarn that I need to do something with, but I haven't thought of what I want to do with it yet. I might make a tank top, I'm not sure. Um, you know what, if you made it this far, DM me and tell me what to do with my velvet, velvet yarn. It's green and super soft. I just don't know what to do with it. Um, so, I think that's all. I'm gonna go drink my quirk and eat the rest of my taco shop that my amazing coworker bought me for lunch. <laughs> um, and your job is to lock your doors and not talk to Stephen McDaniel. Okay, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>